Welcome to another episode of La Ventanita, the Miami Herald Food Podcast. I'm Carlos Frias, the Miami Herald Food Editor, joined every week by... Amy Reyes. Over Hi. there. She's over here on this yeah, side Yeah, I'm of over screen. on this side. Wait, all right, that's... All right. <laughs> so dumb. I don't know. I think it might be... Uh, for You have an excuse because you're a little bit sick today. You're a little bit snuff, stuffy. So like any medicine that you're on, you could blame it on that. You could blame yeah. it. No, I have, I have a bad to... case of, of Kendall COVID. I got because because you love swimming in that you love swimming in the poop water in Biscayne Bay. Yeah, no, listen, I'm gonna I'm not gonna let you besmirch the poop water of Key Biscayne. I Key think Biscayne. that I got sick, so I went to El Farito on Sunday on Saturday and hung Mistake out. Mistake number one. Yeah, well, I went to Farito over in, in Bill Bags, and we had a lovely day swimming with the peoples, and then. Uh-huh. One of my girlfriends was in from out of town and she was at the Fontainebleau. So I had a Sunday, which was Pero like a more, fancy. a more VIP fancy um, experience at the beach. However, that beach was covered in seaweed. And henceforth, <laughs> Amy has been sick. You and got the red tide mess. COVID. You got I got the red... that red tide COVID. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it may be COVID. It may be E. coli. It may be, it may be a red tide. It could be just a regular head cold. But you're here. But- I'm so here. like you, you made it, but right yeah. after this, right to bed. Yeah, I should probably just get back in bed. <laughs> like, so what do we have going on this week? Office. You remember that guy who used to cough in the cubicles, like over, yeah. like back when we were in Doral, a guy who used to just sit there and cough all the time. And we were always just like, go home, bro. Like, what are you doing here? There's a guy like that in every office. I think pretty much just a guy that home. just nobody needs you to be sick and at work. Your job is not that important. The one thing I've learned doing I, this job, but any job is like, if I died tomorrow, the paper would get out the next day. No problem. Nothing else would happen. So I mean, we would figure it out, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I'd be sad. I know. We'd be <laughs> sad, but you'd sadly be putting out the paper. It's fine. It'll it, it, it'll get out without us. Mm-hmm. What do we have going on? Um, we, have, oh, we have a couple things, right? Let me tell you before, before I forget. Okay, we have a new poll going on. Oh, my God. And this poll, uh, another one of our unscientific polls, this poll is to figure out what is Miami's favorite new restaurant. And in case you didn't notice, we put the call out last week. So we posted a story where you could write in your favorite new restaurant. And based on the submissions, we created a Sweet 16, which is currently the one that is circulating. If your restaurant was not on there, if you didn't get your your favorite place on there, it's because you didn't submit. And so the other one is out there. The, the the poll is active and you can vote for your favorite. And we're going to do the same thing we did with the croquetas. We're going to divide it to eight, then to four, then to two, then to to name the the the, the number one favorite. The Internet's favorite. The Internet's XYZ. favorite. Yep. So keep your eye out for our new restaurant favorite poll. That's so out I think, there. I think what you're saying is Miami, get on the poll. Get on it. Uh, we also had, we, we were talking uh, earlier this week about the new that new uh, food hall that opened um, in in South Beach. So now they South Beach now has three uh, food halls, and this one you know they said they're going to cater to locals, and and we were kind of swept up by that, like oh this is interesting. This one's gonna it's gonna have like tacos and tattoos from Kendall, which has a wonderful fried cheese taco, which the world needs to know about. A fried cheese taco Dude, that seems I'm like saying. a give up, but okay, I believe it. Oh, they put like a like Nicaraguan cheese in there. Exactly. It's, oh, okay. It's, Dude, I like that. I don't have any like. There's no words for it. I don't hate that. Mm. And they they're gonna have like uh, Dumpling King, which mm-hmm. everybody likes up on uh, 163rd Street. You know, they they're one of the few places in town that'll do the soup dumpling. 
Mm. Where you you bite a little bit of the edge of the dumpling and then you you slurp out oh. very carefully slurp out the soup because it can be it can be <laughs> scalding hot. I was gonna say that sounds like a a mouth burn waiting to happen. Yeah, no, but you gotta have to you bite it and you kind of have to let it air out. There's a whole there's a whole uh, secret. There's to doing gonna be it, a right? lot of like. Like this, like, <laughs> like that Celine D on the, <laughs> you got to go find that meme. That's ridiculous. But what we found out later is that the food hall is actually owned by this, um, this group called cloud kitchens, which is the new company from this, the Uber founder, uh, Travis Kalanick. I think that's how he says his last name. And they're very, they're being very quiet, like very stealthy about the places where they just. They buy a piece of real estate. Yeah, they buy a piece of real estate. They buy it under a different company's name. And they don't necessarily go out of their way to let you know that it's a ghost kitchen, which I think is a little bit. Ghosty? Yeah, a little bit disingenuous, you know, a little ghosty to be Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is all. Although I think, you know, the the thing with this one is there are going to have vendors, you know, folks who are doing their cooking. But it's also going to have a Popeye's ghost kitchen. So it's like, you know. Well, I will say this. I think that the people of uh, South Beach deserve fried cheese ta- uh, tacos. So I appreciate the fact that um, we are now evangelizing the wonderful treats of Kendall. Ay, mio, con Kendall. That's then. All, that's all we need now is we need like the we need the 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 Kendall mob. I mean the uh, South Beach mobs <laughs> to just overtake uh, Kendall Drive. Perfect. Right. We should just shut down Kendall Drive, mm-hmm. or as it's called, five p.m. on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Shut down Kendall Drive. So yeah, anyway, all right. Anyway, moving on. Moving on from the uh, from the haterade. Um, so I, I'm really interested in talking with our today and t- with today's guest. Uh, today's guest is Adrian Castro. Now a lot of people only know him by the nickname either Manolo or Panolo. So I'm gonna explain why. So explaining why Adrian named his fantastic little uh, his little Havana steak sandwich pop up. Panolos is a little bit like explaining one of your kids' memes. You know, they have multi multiple tiers. So many layers. Yeah, so because Adrian goes by the nickname Manolo, Manolo Mang, at the uh, <laughs> at the wrestling themed Union Craft Beer Bar in Miami, where he manages the bar and he films these hilarious videos for its social media, where he plays a cubanazo like Manolo from Scarface. <laughs> And so during the pandemic, he started making Cuban pan comité on Thursdays, uh, modeled after the ones at uh, Mary's Coin Laundry, which is a local's favorite. Like, especially like post 10 p.m., that's where you'll find the most interesting people eating delicious pan comité at uh, Mary's Coin Laundry. Uh, Because what is Miami if not a place where you can wash your clothes and get a pan comité all at the same time? So he named his thing Panolos instead of Manolo. Okay. So, So you got all that? Mm-hmm. It sounds it sounds like layers. Yeah, so many layers, layers, layers of Miami dumb, and mm-hmm. and so he also helped found Miami Beer Week with the very first one, which actually started yesterday. And because this is Miami, it runs for longer than a week for some reason. I don't know, <laughs> but like it started on four twenty. It started on four twenty. It lasts longer than a week. It's uh, hastily put together, but it's got a lot of support from a lot of uh, breweries and bars and people who love and love all the beer nerds. So we'll ask him about his pan con bite, why he started Beer Week, uh, what he thought when a past guest, Alex Lacamoire, uh, just uh, who helped write the music to Hamilton and is from Kendall. 
just raved about his pan con bistec. So we're going to welcome Adrian. What's up, Adrian? You oh, hello, there? friends. I mean, I, I feel like it's only right with that introduction that I speak Spanish for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> okay, man. And the thing is, which is fine because Amy's Spanish is better than yours or mine. Probably. Yeah, I don't speak Spanish. I speak Cuban. <laughs> <laughs> well, I speak Dominican, so it's okay. We yeah. understand each other. Perfect. We all speak Miami. That's what matters. Yeah, exactly. Miami, That's what much. that is. We speak Miami. And it's crazy. We all we all carry. We go anywhere else, travel anywhere else outside of Miami, and we carry. Everybody always says we have an accent, and for us, we're just dumbfounded, right? Like, no, what do you mean? I speak perfect English, and apparently, we all have an accent, and it's that Miami accent that we all carry. <laughs> well, my my youngest daughter, the one who's been raised the most in Miami, she's like. What accent? I don't like have an accent, bro. And so, pero like, God, pero like, I don't have an accent. Pero like, what are you talking about? But like, <laughs> like, and that is like, you feel it crackle in the back of your head. Yeah. Well, I'm from Michigan, and so everybody t- tells me that I sound like I'm from like straight up Minnesota or something. But Minnesota, I don't, I don't hear it. And then when I go to Michigan, they're like, "What is with your?" accent and i'm like i speak how i speak i'm from yeah. nowhere now i'm from nowhere i'm ruined no i'm damaged good so what's going on with you bro where are you coming to us from hey live from hialeah baby hialeah <laughs> here uh initially i wanted to be outside get the the hialeah scenery in there but yeah it's too windy uh it probably wouldn't make for a great show because yeah it's too windy and then you have a alfilador driving by Afilador. Uh, afilador. <laughs> um, the little musiquita. The little yeah, musiquita. He comes to Kendall too. Does he? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he that's, does. that's that's he that's does. the real uh, Mr. Worldwide right there. It's Mr. Miami right there, <laughs> El Afilador. Yeah, Mr. Afilador, <laughs> definitely. Can guy. I can I bust one myth of El Afilador? So one day he's in my neighborhood and I'm in the car and I hear El Afilador and I was like, oh man, I'm just gonna follow this guy like out of curiosity. And the guy, the the character's driving. And the voice is coming out, and it's not him. And it's when it hits me that it's a recording. Because oh my god! What, why would you don't share that? No, you just ruined all our dreams right it's now. It's a recording. <laughs> El apilador is a lie. I was just gonna ask, like, is that guy like how old is this guy? Because that guy's been around forever, and he sounds identically the same. It's the same guy. Do you guy think there's only one? The truck. Do you, or do you think there's like it's like a franchise? You think they have like the afilador de, de Kendall, no. El afilador de Hialeah? Knowing the way Miami operates, I'm sure. They have more than one, <laughs> and, and they made a franchise painted, out of it. They're all painted the same, uh, you know. Like uh, there's yeah, some yeah, yeah. slight same difference. Yeah, same yeah. recording on every truck. Yeah, there's a, exactly. They just recorded some guy recorded the other guy from outside the truck and just started playing. The version of "Let me get the ox." Let me get the. There's actually there's actually a local. Uh, Madam K, she's a she's a local artist and a Cuban activist. She actually has a song sampling the afilador. I think the name of the song is oh Alfiladora or Afiladora, and she samples that. she samples the Alfilador like the, that sound clip or sound bite. That's bro. We amazing. gotta find that. We gotta find <laughs> yeah, that. Is I'll, that I'll, on I'll the internet somewhere? Yeah, for sure. It's on Spotify and all that. I'll send it to you. But yeah, for sure. That is amazing, bro. I love I love very Miami things like that. References yeah, 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 that. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of very Miami things, so. We need to discuss the Cuban like. Chancleta beer pong um, competition. That's oh yeah, that's place happening at tomorrow. I'm actually week s- events. super proud of that event. So yeah, so we're actually um, so I have a, a friend that works at the Bend, uh, and the Bend is a local watering hole not too far from us. And 
and I feel like it's they want to do something Hialeah themed, but incorporating the beer. So we have two Hialeah breweries now uh, with King Fox and Unbranded Brewing. So we're able to plug them into the bend. The, the name of the spot is the bend for those of you that are familiar with it. Cocktail bar, watering hole in, in Hialeah, Miami Lakes. And it, uh, yeah, we're so we're tying in the Hialeah theme. So it's going to be based off Gnocca Barato, the theme is Gnocca Cerveza. So both the <laughs> King Fox and Unbranded will be pouring their beers. They'll be present. And we have a buddy of mine that also does Panko Bites, Fritas, Raul from Are You Hungry Grill. He's going to be set up serving food out there. Are you going to fight uh, that guy? Are you guys going to? We, we, we're, we're in the works of, uh, of setting up a live, a live pay-per-view, um, a live pay-per-view, <laughs> so a battle of the Panko Bites. Um, but really quick, it does, this doesn't get more Miami than this one. When your roommates bring you, when your roommates bring you cafecito. <laughs> yes, bro. That is a friend right there, bro. They love you. Um, if you can just pour it for me. Coop, coop, you can't have cafecito, buddy. Practicing healthy habits, sin la azúcar, pero it's, no. you, you can't say no to cafecito, right? He's like, no. deja la pendeja Cheers, esa de te. Cheers, y'all. Cheers, brother. <laughs> Cheers. You're having the best time right now, man. Thank you. Te quiero. That's Hialeah. That's Hialeah. That's that, the, the perks of uh, having roommates in Hialeah. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing, man. I was in Hialeah just yesterday. I went to, um, I went to Chico's. Over on the west, uh, on the west side of Hialeah, they've been there for like forty plus years. And I was talking to one of the original owners, who's he's eighty six, man, uh, eighty six or eighty two, uh, Jesus, man. And they're like, you know, it, it's that part of that culture. Like immediately, we were having un cafecito, you know. I was getting a colada. We were in la ventanita. That's la ventanita culture. That's it's such a it's such a thing. Like that culture of la ventanita. It's it's deeper and goes beyond than just like picking up food or cafecito, right? It's a uh, a moment where you could decompress. Uh, to settle down, talk to a stranger, which doesn't happen often nowadays. So it's it's a moment that's that goes deeper and is more beyond than just picking up some food or some cafecito. It's a moment to disconnect and connect with your local like stranger, if you will. I think um, it's I think it's pretty cool that it's it's kind of transcended to another generation. Like it's it's there's some things that don't necessarily translate to younger people. Yeah, but like I like for instance, I mean, it's something that you're aware of and you do, and you go to La Ventanita, and it's it, it feels like it's a cultural thing that continues to be passed down, which I think yeah. is great. I think that every generation can appreciate the wonders of pastelitos and tequeños. You know, like oh, my kids, yeah. my kids ask me, "Can we go get a jupina and a and a tequeño?" Like that's what they're they're looking for at the at the Ventanita. Yeah. But I'm I'm in it for the coffee. Obviously, it's, yeah, the cafecito for me. It's a uh, the cafecito, some croquetas. Then I definitely need the crackers, the little crackers and some hot sauce. And that's it for me. That's good for me. And usually I do that at you. I'll just go to a pub across the street and, and yeah, disconnect for a little bit, get some cafecito. But it's usually not just like a regular colada. It's like un doble because then you have to come back to union and share with everybody, especially Damn. with Shaggy and Chef. <laughs> yeah. So we get, we get double. Un doble is just two a coladas colada? in a cup. <laughs> yeah. Bro, that is like, that's some next level. That's well, some that's good David friendship J. there. David J. Yeah. used to buy his own. And then bring one for <clears throat> bring one for the office. Like yeah, that's David J. When, when we used to go to an office, he would like bring really one quick because because I'm sorry we got interrupted by cafecito, but I think that just legitimized the segment La Ventanita. But if we can go back to the, the I don't think we finished the oh the beer week the, the yeah the the event. So going back to that really quick. Uh, so yeah, we're tying it all in Hylia, but we're hosting a beer pong tournament with like large dumpsters, but instead of it being beer pong or volleyball pong shooting into dumpsters, we're, we're throwing chancletas into the dumpsters and playing beer pong that way. And that's, that event is tomorrow, tomorrow night. 
So if you if you manage to throw a chancleta into the dumpster, you take a drink. You take yeah. yeah. In other words, just start drinking. Yeah. There's gonna be a it's bunch like of barefoot yeah, batasucia. Yeah, batasucia. We might as well just call the event like Batasucia Fest. Batasucia Beer Week. Batasucia Fest. Yeah, that's that seems like it fits pretty well in the, yeah. the Miami culture. And the I think we should culture. have like the Patasucia Games. Like they could have a whole like Olympics. Well, I think I think. Uh, I know Matt and Cushion, you guys had him as a guest uh, mm-hmm. recently. Matt has, I think they have, yeah, they have like the Beer Olympic, like Patasucia games at Cushion. They did it at Hialeah. We competed like in industry. Yeah, with Cushion Hialeah, we did it out of their park, the parking lot in Cushion Hialeah. Um, and yeah, we had to toss like chancletas into like a ring. Um, we lost because supposedly we were cheating because we're Union Beer Source. So when we show up, they automatically think we're cheating because of mm-hmm. our antics. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but we actually won and we got shafted. We should have won. You know, this would be a good game for the youth fair is like the like throw the pot, throw the chancleta at the person. Like, you know what I'm saying? That like, happens at the youth fair already. The chancleta well, like getting like thrown like at the person. Like a dunking, like a dunking tank, but throwing a chancleta. Yeah, like a dunking like tank. A tank. But like yeah. instead of a, you got to throw a chancleta. A chancleta. I'm, I'm like, actually wearing some, I'm wearing some chancletas right now. Chancleta, mira, Nike, acabado de comprar. <laughs> <laughs> So Adrian, okay. tell us tell us more about why you decided to to create Miami Beer Week in general. Like what was well, the what was the motivation? Yeah, I mean, and, and I don't like to take credit for it at all. Um, I mean it it, it all started it, it really started many years ago, really, when I know David, who is the owner of Union Beer Store, David and Cece. Um, I mean, he's an OG and pioneer in the industry. And I remember when Union first started, like we would have talks during Wakefest, we'd like meet with John and and Maria over at Wakefield for Wakefest. And we'd always just talk like it was always something that was talked about back then. Uh, and not only amongst us, but others like, damn, it'd be cool to have like a beer week. And we really tried to like get things going. Um, but we realized that, yeah, you need it, it, you need support from everybody. This isn't just like a one man thing or a one brand thing. Like we need the backing of the entire city. And right now, the beer scene in Miami has grown tremendously. Um, we have over 20 breweries now. I can't even tell you exactly how many we have because they just keep popping up. Um, so then, yeah, we got to a point where I know and Will, Will from from Tripping Animals, he does a great job of getting a bunch of people into, into the same room. He got us all together, all the breweries and everybody. Um, and we discussed it. We're like, hey, let's finally do this. I think now we're more than ready. And then everybody was on board. Uh, and we said, all right, let's let's finally get this running and do it, I think. Miami can showcase that we are a dominant beer scene in the country. And, and yeah, and, and that's how it all pretty much started. But we've, there have been talks back then of really like getting a beer week started. But now, now it's finally, we have the power, the backing amongst all the breweries that have opened up that, that we can finally get something going and legitimize it. So Carlos that's, reported that you guys also created like a special beer for it. Like, yeah, so we were Is able to get called Logger Me Bro. So it's called Logger Me Bro. Perfect. <laughs> we wanted to call it. I know we were we were and we were talking about this before earlier right now in the podcast. Uh, but we wanted to call it Pero Like Logger Me Bro. <laughs> it doesn't get it doesn't get more Miami than that. Right. Um, but yeah, it's called Logger Me Bro, and there's a bunch of bre- all the breweries. Really, we tried getting all the breweries together the day of the collab. We brewed the beer together, took a photo, and. And yeah, now you can get it. You can get it at, at several spots throughout throughout the city. And that same day that we all got there to to brew the beer, we uh we filmed. I don't know if you guys have seen it, Carlos. I don't know if you ended up watching it or not, but we filmed an epic production. Uh, Bryson from Ionet Studios. He's helped a lot with with shooting our our films back then. But he helped 
uh, we recreated the Anchorman fight scene, if you will. And this is something <laughs> David, oh, actually David, owner of Union, he uh, he's been holding on to this script since before the pandemic. We wanted to do a Union styled skit with all the breweries as an Anchorman fight scene and recreating that. The pandemic happened. We all couldn't get together. So David's like eagerly been holding on to this script for, for two years. And we finally like what better way to finally do this than getting everybody together for Miami Beer Week while we're brewing the beer. And we filmed it. And it's just it really is like an epic production. And we're super proud of it. And you guys need to definitely watch it. It's just ridiculous. Uh, we have a cameo by a post office employee who came in and did a delivery and interrupted the segment. <laughs> and he's in the he's in the in the production. It's actually pretty great. Um I, and I yeah, think, we filmed we filmed that during the it's like an ad, if you will, an advertisement just getting Miami Beer Week on the map while we all brewed the beer together. Cause it's it's very hard to get, as everybody I'm sure knows, it's very hard to get like a group of people together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Making plans. But the fact that was a special day and a special moment because the fact that we were able to get all of Miami beer and Miami breweries and their owners, their employees together. They all took the day off to be there for that. Like it, it showed the importance of how, and I get goosebumps and chills just talking about it, but it shows the importance of like how beautiful of a moment that was that we're actually doing something bigger than ourselves. And it was something for the city of Miami and even bigger than beer. It's representing our city. And that's been the motto since beer we started is we're putting on for our city. Yes, our beer scene, but at the end of the day, we're representing Miami and doing something for our city. Um, and yeah, to have everybody together that day was, was a special moment for sure. It's it's funny because Union Union Beer Bar is is like wrestling themed. So like yeah. so like they you can I can see it now like David appreciating like the storylines that go oh, into yeah, 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 the yeah. production. And so yeah, yeah. Amy, if you ever see their Instagram, like they you haven't done it that we haven't done anymore, a while, we've done, but we but they would do these whole like storylines, all Instagram <laughs> stories. Of these we're actually yeah, we're actually great. we're rekindling a storyline on Monday. Um, I can go on and probably talk about it forever and break down the whole story but to give you to <laughs> no, give let's you, see it i, I can't to, wait to see it to give you notes on it so alex masfarred who works at tripping animals now used to work at mia he popped into union one day and stole our three-foot doll of the rock of we call him la piedra um <laughs> and this course. was like this was like three years ago took him there was a big war a big beef um sprung beer fest we got him back but we broke him and killed him and broke him into pieces because he was already poisoned by <laughs> MIA, Alex. So we didn't want him anymore. He was tainted. Uh, so we hosted a funeral for La Piedra. Um, oh. He's been in uh, he's been in his coffin for for three years now. Um, but Alex Masfarred at Tripping Animals now. Uh, we're doing an event for Miami Beer Week on Monday with with uh, with with Tripping Animals out of range and Cerebro out of Colorado. And we're resurrecting. I think it's time. La Piedra is resurrected. Wow. It's time. So it's like will... a true soap opera. It's like a novela. <laughs> so Nobody's ever like, dead. Oh, it's wrestling. Were wrestling. you going to like Frankenstein him or something well, like that? Oh, You're going to have to resurrect on, him. From... Come on Monday. Come on Monday. You're going to have and, to get uh, the voodoo priestess out there. We're going to have to get some, some, some Cuban Santeros out there in the backyard. In Jardín. <laughs> uh, I, but we will, we, he will be resurrected. Or we'll, he'll, we're going to attempt to resurrect him on Monday for sure. All right. Well, so, so, t- all right. Take us to how we got here. Like you were in, you were an FIU marketing grad, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, so right? I, Tell me, I studied, how did you I, go from that to managing a bar to being like, to being the orchestrator of these ridiculous yeah. feats? Um, 
All right, here we go. Story time. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I graduated from, I went to Miami Dade College. I went to FIU. I graduated with an HR management degree. I was in the HR field for. Wow, that's exciting. HR <laughs> management. I can almost uh, hear the production video. You're in HR. I was, uh, I was doing HR for 10 years. It was my career. I was the senior employment specialist for uh, Miami Dade College for the HR team. So I represented like three or four campuses. I still have a great relationship with everybody there. Um, I, yeah, I grew not only as a, a professional, I grew as a man as I started there as a kid going to going, yeah, I was there 10 years. So I, I grew as an adult being there and professionally. Um, but I've always felt, and I, I feel more now as people have come to know, and I guess my personality, like it's, it's very hard for me to just being like, restrained and I have nothing against the corporate field at all. But just for me personally, I, I can't sit still. Like I, I need to just like burst out and like just put pieces of my soul onto everything. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, sure. So I need to create and just like and do things. And then David was opening up Union and I was passionate about craft beer. I'd been in the craft beer scene for or a craft beer like fanatic consumer for a long time. And I was like, David was opening up Union. I'm like, dude, if you need help, like I saw it as this golden opportunity, right? Like I can break out and like, this is something I can help with. Um, but at first, like, I, I know David was like against his old hiring friends and, and whatnot. And I get it. Um, and then also he thought I was already set in my career, but I had to send them after like the third time I had to send them a formal email, like pages, pages long about like formal email about what I bring to the table, my strengths, my weaknesses, what I can wow. bring to the brand. And his exact response was, okay, let's talk. Let's sit with CC and let's talk. Wow. Um, there's, a, there's a Puerto Rican saying that says, uh, compay, compay, pero la gallina vale dos pesos. In other words, like, like, yeah, yeah, we're buddies and whatever, but business is business, you know? Yeah. And, and it seems like, like that yeah. had to, you guys had to figure out friendship yeah. and business side too. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And um, so, yeah, and then I was doing both for almost about a year, full-time at the, at the college and then, transitioned to part-time at the college while I was at the bar full-time. And then, yeah, I got to a point where, all right, let's, uh, let's run with this. And yeah, then union started. And then, yeah, my, I mean, I've always considered myself to have a passion. Like my, my true passion is like creating, right? Like I like to create. Um, it helps me express myself. It helps me put pieces of my soul onto other things and, and just express who I am as an individual. So yeah, union was that canvas of letting me just create and being myself. I was able to just be myself. Um, and then, the pandemic came um, and I'd always, even back in FIU, I know with a group of my friends, we would always end up at, you know, Mary's Coin Laundry after like a late night, a college night. Like we'd go out to Mary's Coin Laundry or cualquier little spot here in Hialeah. We'd, we'd end up and and we'd have a pango bite. And we'd always wonder like, damn, like if only we had like a pango bite cart and like make it our way the way we want to make it. Um, and that was back then. That was back then. And then pandemic happened. I was like, you know what? Like. I had this vision of making a pango bite, but like, it's like, who doesn't like like cilantro aioli, right? Like, who who doesn't go to pollo tropical and get some green sauce? Like, yes. everybody does. Just That's the good it. stuff. Yep. So I was like, damn, what if I start making pango bites finally and putting that sauce in the pango bite? Yeah. I think it'll complement it very well with the with the garlic from the bite, the mojo. So I tested it out. We tested it out in the at the kitchen at home. Uh, I had help making the sauce. I didn't know how to. I, I learned how to taught myself how to fry an egg for the first time like six months before <laughs> I even made my first pago bite. And actually, there's there's some friends that like I gave my first pago bite to. He took a bite. Remember Dilo? He works at Tripping Animals. He took a bite. He's like, you know, puedo terminar esto. He threw it away. Um, so it yeah, was an evolution. It's it's funny because oh, I yeah. hear I hear. Um, 
uh, Zach Stern, Zach the Baker, talk about how he was making his first breads. And the guy that at Caracas Bakery, uh, Manuel, um, I forget his last name, but I think is his last name, talking about how they made their their uh, their breads. And like the first ones are inedible. Yeah. And now they're so like wait, world is, class. Like they're so the, is a pumpkin bee steak one of those sandwiches that like has to have certain things or else it's not legit? Like the it's, way people argue about Cuban sandwiches. It's sorry, we have a special oh guest. Oh my god. No, no, we love kitties. Kitties are fine. Kitty can okay, stay. Gata, you can stay. You can stay. Say hi. Say hi. <laughs> Her name is Gata. Her name is Gata, by the way. Gata. Perfect. <laughs> or or Orange. Orange, but now she she goes by Gata now. Kelly Natala Gata, man. But yeah, like I feel like a traditional, I feel like there's things that that make a pan comité like a traditional pan comité, you know? And I, for me, I think it's the lettuce, tomato, onions um, and the sticks, right? Because I've had pan comités that don't have potato sticks and I'm just like... That's not right. That's, that's not a pan comité. That ain't um, right. That's like a steak I won't name any places, La Carreta. Damn. You did me wrong one time. Wow. I'm very... I'm very oh, La Carreta didn't put... Papitas on it? Was, this was a long time ago. Very okay. long time ago. But I haven't had it since because, again, who doesn't put potato sticks on, on pango bites? Um, but yeah, I feel like that, that's what makes like a traditional pango bite, I feel. For me, it's my favorite food. It's either, if you put me in a deserted island, pango bite and a Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich, it's either or, right? Uh, like those would be my like my dying meal. Like put me in a deserted island. It's the only thing I can eat for the rest of my life. If pango bite or... or or guilty, uh, guilty pleasure is uh, a Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich. <laughs> oh my God! Bueno, Tavien, ever you know, you, I, I won't yuck anybody's yum because when I heard that Taco Bell was bringing back the Mexican pizza, <laughs> the quote unquote Mexican pizza, I was not sad about it. I'm yeah, not, sad not sad about, about that it. either. I I used to eat that in college. The that, Mexican pizza? Yeah, yeah. Like I ate that in college, but I took off the beef. I would be like, let me get it without that beef, please. Oh my so God! I made it like what a vegetarian it? thing. It's just like cheese, cheese product and, no, it's, and crispiness. It's got the bean product. The bean, the bean product. product. That's Not right. Not the cheese product, just the bean product. The bean product. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's pretty much how Panolos ended up coming about. During the pandemic, we needed food for on-site consumption. Um, so I was like, all right, let's do this thing. And tested it out. Started the Panguites in the Kitchen of Union so we can have on-site consumption and and here we are now. And actually, you remember Enrique, right? Enrique yeah. from Union. Yeah, yeah. He was one of your bartenders. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's actually he was actually in town uh, last weekend. But he's actually the one that gave the name Panolo. He was one day. He's like, dude, why don't you just switch out the M, the with the P, Panolo? And I'm like, God, Enrique, we all genius. hate you, but you're so you're such a genius. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty genius idea. Yeah. Don't they call him the tongue? La lengua. La lengua. Because <laughs> in every photo, the dude is like, Bleh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in every photo. Here, let's all do the, let's all do the la lengua. La lengua. Bleh. La lengua. We all miss him. We all miss him. No, we don't. No, we don't. Maybe a little. Maybe a little. <laughs> and so, like, the reception has been what? Like, like uh, you used to just do it Thursdays, but now I see you popping up at a bunch of places. Like, you're Mr. Pan Convite now? <laughs> I, I mean, that's the goal, right? It's like, my goal is just to have, to, to have people share the same passion for that specific sandwich that I have for it. Um, and yeah, no, people have been, people have been loving it. It's been super surreal. I never expected it. It just started because, Hey, I want to do this just because I want to do it. And cause we needed people to come to union for onsite consumption and it, it took off and people really like it. And that's been kind of a surreal experience. Um, certain experiences that have been like being at Sobe, like I would have, you would have told me as I was testing out the sauce, when I first taught myself how to fry an egg, if you will, um, I would have never told you that. Yeah, I'm gonna be at Sobe Food and Wine cooking for an event. You know, what was which that? event what were was you at? Like? Yeah, um, it was the the tapas and 
Tapas and Cocktails with uh, Michelle Bernstein and, um, and Gio from Chat Chow, Chat Chow TV. Um, they put, it was like Tapas and Cocktails pretty much. So I was doing Paco Lechon um, pretty much. It was like a big party, a Saturday night event. And, and yeah, there was like local industries as well. Uh, or local local businesses, local bars. Uh, so, oh my! <laughs> so okay, sorry. So my second roommate <laughs> just walked in, Alfredo, and guess what he brought? She's Cafecito. here from, for, for lunch hey, break. Hey, oh, another, another cafecito. Oh my god! Look at that. <laughs> another bro, cafecito. Your yeah. people love you, bro. You got great. You got your good roommates, man. Oh man. I they don't know. No, they just love cafecito. <laughs> my roommates just expect me to do their laundry and make their food all the time. Yeah, my roommates are the worst. I'm, I'm gonna apologize. I'm gonna apologize from now. So if you guys in the next like ten minutes start seeing me going like this and talking, we're yeah, just, his, you're, his you're, pupils are gonna dilate. You already know why. <laughs> Adrian can see into the future now. <laughs> um, hey, so, so you are you yeah. at that point where like you did a thing and you're like, this would be fun to do, and you do it, and it catches so much fire that you're like damn, do I need to ramp this thing up now? Do I need to hire employees? Do I need to like have my own Panolo store? Like, I'm really curious about like where you start yeah. thinking about making definitely, those decisions, I mean, you know? The help, the, help, uh, the help has definitely become to a point where like, yeah, I need consistent help, especially for these like, for the pop-ups for sure. Um, I owe like so much, so much, so much to, to Shaggy. Uh, Victor, 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 he, um, Victoriano, if you will. He from Houcha Dumplings, he the guy is the best chef. Like he's a legitimate chef and he's helped me so much because he pops up at Union. So we share the kitchen together. So not only has he like taught me techniques or whatnot, he helps me at these pop-ups as well. Um, but yeah, it's gotten to the point where now I think of like, all right, do I have to like really like hire like somebody to help me out, like to have a consistent team? Right. Now it's just I bring my friends along and you see us popping up and it's we like to consider ourselves and, and again, like people, when they hire us or want us to cook at their beer festival or whatever, not only do they want us for the food, but I like to think that they bring us on for the vibe that we provide. Like we just provide a certain vibe um, where it's just el hangueo, right? Like el hangueo, it's us having a good time. We bring our own speaker. Sometimes we bring a domino table and set it up in front of our pop-up so people can eat there, but also play dominoes. Like it's a vibe. It's a vibe with us. It's just us being us showcasing, you know, our love for Cuban, Cuban sandwich and just us being us, you know? Um, I think that that's kind of how you export Miami culture, I think, is when you do things like that, you bring yeah, a just, piece of yourself and you bring a little exactly. bit of like what your community is about. I think I'm a firm cool. believer of uh, things happening organically. Um, so I just like to keep it organic. Um, just as much us as you can get, like just giving you us and giving you me and my personality. Like that's that's it, you know, um, as far as like a store or something, I I. Actually, I what I've been thinking lately, and it's something I've been really trying to plan. Um, and it's this is actually the first time I like put it out there. Like I try to keep things like manifesting within itself and not really sharing it until like things become legitimate. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't think like a food truck or like a store is the is the move for me. And I know Union Park is opening soon, so a lot of my focus is going to be going on there. Um, but I do one of my goals I set out for 2022 is uh, to go on tour, like a Panolos tour throughout the country. So I have some some breweries already locked down that are interested. So we have Colorado locked down. We have San Diego locked down. Um, New York is locked down. So you're going to do pop-ups in all those so different breweries? Pop-ups at different breweries, like a two-month tour, like two months or so. Chicago is locked down also. So, so yeah, I already have equipment. I have uh, a travel trailer. Just got myself, uh, which was going to be a side. It was just going to be more like of a, a mental health like escape, like being able to just go across with my dog. 
Um, but he's going to come along with me and we're just going to do like the, the like, national parks, but also at the same time, be able to take advantage and pop up uh, wherever, whatever state we're at. So that's, that's the main goal and folks right now, as opposed to, as opposed to finding a Panolo store or Ventanita right now, it's, it's, um, the pop-ups union, union park, and then really focusing on doing this, um, this tour. Like that's where a lot of my focus after beer week, I'm going to start like really focusing on, on hashing that out. That, that sounds like you're just going to like have some fun, which yeah. I think is great. Like, let's, how can I do this thing that yeah. makes me money that I like doing, but I don't necessarily want also to travel just to a business and also travel. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, Take it's, my it's, dog. Like it's been a dream for me for a long time. to like get like a sprinter van or like a camper and go with my dog. Right. Like go with my dog and go to Nashville. Like I, and, and even back then before I even had my dog, like I always wanted to just wait, but that. what happens to the cat? What are you going to do with the, the poor cat? The, I think I may bring the cat. I think I may have to bring the cat. Bro, you um, traveling cross country con Panolo and a dog and a cat. I uh, yeah. honestly bring a camera. Bring a yeah, camera. No, I want to. So that's the plan. I want to document I want to watch that show. I yep. want to I want to document it. Um, I have a friend that's willing. He works remotely. He's willing to come along uh, on the tours. He, so he'll help me out. I know the friends that I have at these different breweries. They'll probably help me out, too, while I'm pop up, popping up there. So, yeah, so it's, it's been something I've wanted to do for a long time. And then what better, like, now I finally, like, again, it's all about things happening organically and being able to manifest it. And it's it's happened. Like, I had everything I need. Now it's just, like, planning it and organizing it logistically and just hitting the road. And and I need to practice how to drive that 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 trailer because uh, I don't have experience with something hitched onto my car. So once we get some good practice uh, at Amelia Earhart Park, then we'll, we'll hit the road. <laughs> so it's a, it's, it's a thing that you're going to sleep in, right? You're going to yeah. sleep in, in the little yeah, camper yeah, yeah, thing yeah. in the back? It has, a, has a bed, has AC, has a shower, has a toilet. Hashtag yeah, van, like, life. They're camping. They're camping. van life. The van it's life. The van it's gonna, life, bro. It's going to finally happen. But now the fact that like it's going to happen along with like, this little brand that I helped create tied into this dream that I always want to do is really, really just like surreal. It hasn't really hit me just because it's it's a big task to take on. Um, but yeah, that's that's definitely my my last major goal for this year is to to get that to get the show on the road if you will nice <laughs> i I'm, I'm excited for you i'm sad that that means that we probably will not have panolos every thursday at, yeah uh, at union that that does bump you know me you gotta you bit. gotta make people miss it sometimes you know you come no. back yeah, and that's then, a good right. strategy <laughs> you're right and then when it comes back they'll be like oh my god panolos back reunited yeah. and it feels yeah. so good there's some and there's some other like little minor goals as well like i'm doing uh i don't know if you saw i posted on instagram like uh a little teaser. So uh, you guys already know, as I mentioned, the Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich is my jam along with Pango Vite. So I used to work at Wendy's when I was in high school yes. um, until, until I got robbed at gunpoint. And then I what? said, okay, no. <laughs> You're like, I'm done with this. That's actually, that's actually a great story. How did, uh, let's hear it. What let's hear it. How did that it's, happen? It could be lengthy. That's, you know, we got nothing but I'm time, not, bro. Give I'm us long. the Ventanita version of it. Okay. Okay. So here we go. So. Uh, I was 18 years old. I, I was managing at a Wendy's. Uh, Which one? Where in, at? In Dura so I worked most of the most of my time. Like I started at 16. I was in the one in Doral, 107th and Northwest 36. Okay. Um, but then when I got trained, I got trained in the one in Hialeah. And then when I became manager, I was in the one in the, uh, the one on 58th, Northwest 58th, um, and like 87th Avenue. And it was a Sunday, hot June. I remember it was like June 3rd, like a few days right after my birthday. So I was all you know, gun ho and happy and um, yeah, so I entered the store by myself. I was getting everything ready, eight in the morning, and some guy calls and he's like, "Hey, I'm here to drop off my application." And, and I'm like, uh, "I can't open the door for you during like closed hours." You know, he's like, "Oh no," but I talked to the manager yesterday. They said it's okay. I go, 
uh, young, naive. Um, uh, I go and I see him through the, like the door's closed, but I can see him through the window. Hot summer day. He's wearing a hoodie, sunglasses, sweatpants. And I still decided to open. Yeah, you were like, this is a good idea. Oh, yes. Come rob me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open this door. As soon as, uh, as soon as the, uh, as soon as I opened the door, the gun was right at my chest. Uh, wow, dude. And I just, he, he didn't even say what he wanted. He didn't even say, he, he just, I just turned around. I was like, I remember going like, I can't say the word I said. I don't know if I can curse on here. I'm not going to just in case. <laughs> but I remember just being like, all right, I know what you want. So I turned around, went to the safe, forgot the code. He told me to hurry up. Everything you see in a movie, right? Wow. Um, I got it. And then when I looked back to ask him if he wanted like the loose change, like the coins, he had like the mask from Scream. Oh, but, snap. But the one that you push the button and like the blood comes out. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm like looking back. Like, I was like, OK, uh, it's it, the story's going to get ridiculous. So I give him I, he didn't want the change. He wanted the, the tape, the recording. I couldn't give it to him because it's all stored digitally. He got me up. He's all right. Now get in the freezer. I'm like, dang. Damn, right. the freezer, but why, the bro? Freezer. I was like, Drew, just leave. Just leave me here. <laughs> just, you got you the money. Just, yeah. just go. So he puts me in the freezer. I'm forcing myself to, like, cry. I'm just like, but I'm not, nothing's coming out because I'm in shock. <laughs> and then he knocks on the door. I open the door. Gun is pointed, like, straight at my forehead. I open up. I'm like, okay, Scary, here we go. Bro. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, no, I need your phone. And I remember, like, dude, like, I just, this is my first smartphone, like, and it wasn't even a smartphone at the time. Uh, it was like a flip phone? Yeah, it was, it was like a slide-up. It was a slide-up oh, okay. phone. <laughs> it was like right after Nokia and the snake game, right? Wow. <laughs> like the phone after that. Yep. And I was like, dude, like this is my, like, I got my own, like, I pay for my own phone. I got my, this is my first phone. I pay for myself, my own job, and my own money. Like, nah, like, I just got this. He's like, no, 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 give it to me now. And doing all his, like, scare tactics, if you will. I gave him my phone, um, closes the door, knocks on the door again. I open the door, gun is pointed at my forehead again. The emergency exits to my right, and he asked me, there's a big stop sign on there, and he asked me, oh, can I go out through this door? Like, <laughs> yeah, bro. I'm like, yeah, 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 feel do free. Like, sure. do. I told him, like, the alarm is going to trigger, like, it's an emergency exit, but yeah, you can go. <laughs> he's like, okay, go back inside. And then he's like, don't come out in 15 minutes. Like, Wait 15 minutes, and then you could come out. I'm like, it's such a weird story. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay, I got you, sir. I'm going to go back inside. Went back inside. Um, didn't wait 15 minutes, waited three minutes. I ran straight into the office because it's bulletproof windows. And then he calls the office again. He calls. And what? I pick up and I'm like, hello, Wendy's, how can I help you? <laughs> and, 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 and he's like, hey, I'm the guy that just robbed you. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> oh you didn't wait God. 15 minutes. I, he, he's like, you didn't wait 15 minutes. Now you're never getting your phone. He's like, no, hey, um. You, uh, he's your like, I saw called. your car. He's like, I saw your car. Your mom, your mom called. Oh, actually that, trust me, that, that gets, that gets, you're, you're going to see. Uh, he's, I saw your car. Um, I got your license plate. Don't call the police or don't tell anybody anything. But if you do, you tell them like I had long blonde hair. Like, okay. Yeah, sure. I got you. All right. Bye. <laughs> uh, I get calls from the, I call my, the GM. I called, I remember calling my brother uh, at the time. I was like, don't tell my mom, any- don't tell mom anything. Like she's going to freak out. He starts laughing. He's like, ah, ha, ha, I can't believe that happened to you. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Only yeah. a brother. Only a, big only brother. a sibling Only your that. brother would be that yeah. mean. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, he, uh, I, he told my mom. <laughs> so my mom calls me hysterically or calls the office. At, at this point, she, at this point, the guy I got called from another manager from another store, the guy that robbed 
the guy that robbed me ended up calling my recent contacts and telling them, hey, I found this guy's phone. Do you want to meet up so I can give you his phone? Oh, and wow. The, luckily, the recent, the, luckily, the recent contacts were store managers and they already knew what was going down. Um, so that's why to this day, I don't, I don't stave my like mom or Dia or just in case somebody like somebody robs you or robs your phone, they're going to go through. And that's why I never had it saved. He was trying to go through because I think he called my Dia because I did have Dia under Dia. But my mom, because I know her number by heart, they have it saved. But you can tell he was trying to contact like relatives and close ones. Wow. Super um, bad dude, man. Yeah. So then he calls me back again. And <laughs> he calls back again. Um, and he's like, hey, like, sorry, I had to do this. Um, you know, I had a family and I had to like make ends meet. You seem like a good kid. Um, if you want, like I can meet you up and I can put your phone in a box at a gas station and some of the money that I took from you, I can put it in there for you too. I know, nah, nah, just keep it. Just keep it. It's all good, man. Yeah, I, you it's know, all good, bro. It's, it's all, fine. It's all oh good. Oh my God. So that then, pretty scary. Which is, yeah. So then my, this is when the story pretty much ends. It gets like pretty funny. So he kept calling and like saying different things. But then my dad. What are you doing? Yeah. So <laughs> It's the guy that robbed you again. It's the guy that robbed yeah. you. So my dad, the tradition was my, my, my dad, you know, back in the 80 eras, he was, he was unfortunately locked, locked up in federal correction for 27 years. So tradition was he would call me and my brother on Sundays. Um, he, uh, then we're getting very intimate here today. huh? <laughs> that's how we do it, man. So, so he, he would call my home. He would call my home and he'd call our cell phones. He'd call my brother first and then he'd call me. So my brother told him what was going down. She calls my cell phone. There's first, the guy picks up, the guy has my phone. The first five seconds that you hear is this calls from a federal prison. So the guy picks up and hears that. So my dad has five seconds where he can say something. Usually he says like, hey, it's uh, Alberto, I press five, you know, right. to accept the call. So in that interval that he had to say something, he said a bunch of things I can't say, but pretty much saying like in Spanish and Cuban. <laughs> so just picture it, vision it and hear it. Just saying like, I'm going to find you in here and I'm going to do a bunch of terrible things to you when I see you inside where I'm at right now. <laughs> and the guy, and that's where the story ends. The guy stopped calling. The everybody. guy never yeah. called again. Oh my God. That is how that's you amazing. stop it. So that's why we're recreating a Wendy's theme Panolo's uh, menu. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> we are, we are. We actually have the logo and, and everything. Because Wendy's is very it. near and dear Wendy's, to your heart. Obviously. There's yes, gotta be, exactly. is there gonna be a gun in the logo? Is there gonna be <laughs> some kind of, is there gonna be, a, <laughs> right? is there gonna yeah. be a bag? There should just be a bag of money in the logo somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That Bro, was that a very is, intense story. And I think about how you were 18. No, it was, no, no, it was intense. Gripping story, man. Yeah. Yeah. And you so, were just a kid. You were 18. That's yeah, terrifying. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm a firm believer of things happen in our lives for not necessarily for a reason, but the things that do happen to us, uh, just grab them, move forward from them, learn from them. And it, I feel like we all grow and learn through dealing with hardship. Uh, and that's how we become the best version of ourselves. Panolo's uh, pretty much, I feel like the success of Panolo's was through a time in my life where I was uh, going through it and I was just extremely motivated to get things done. And since the creation of Panolos, I've been able to accomplish many things and apply myself. And I feel like I've grown in a way that I haven't grown before and I've applied myself. So again, yeah, there's always things to, to, to grab when bad things happen. But I feel like the best way to move forward is through grabbing that hardship and applying it and, and palante, as they say. <laughs> so it, sound, it sounds like there were other people in your life, uh, during your life, that, that were, must, have, must have been really influential to you if your dad was in prison for, for a long stretch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Uh, and my mom, my mom's a, 
My mom's a beast. My mom's a warrior. She's probably Who listening met. right now. I met her at the yeah, bar. She's met, like my mom. She's like the my happiest, mom. like the most, yeah. like she seems like the proudest. She was the proudest person in that room. Oh god, yeah. She she's awesome. I don't know. She's my like constant motivation and like whenever I find myself complaining about something, it's like not nah, like she's she's going like she she's not yeah she she has a lot on her plate if you will and she's been able to come into this country doesn't know the english language raising me and my and my brother on her own um certain obstacles especially now uh behind the scenes are are not like it's not your ideal situation to deal with and she just palante you know and so i look i look up to her she's my hero she's my hero so she's the she uh, the picadillo recipes after her so yeah I, I i use her as constant motivation again whenever i find myself complaining about something it's palante palante my mom's making this happen uh yeah we, we all should be able to too you know palante con la cara fuerte and palante oye vieja si estás escuchando i love you dale <laughs> Do, tell me tell me about some of those things that you saw your mom go through that that really that you think back on now that are just kind of ingrained in your head like man my mom really this yeah, is just, not a thing I thought about as a kid, but now it's like, wow, she really went through it for me. The hustle, man. Just the hustle, the nonstop like hustle. She was like just working, 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 working. What did she do working for even, even now? She's a manicurist. She's a, she's a manicurist. Um, she's a, she was a manicurist. And she, I remember she was doing, she was doing nails like out of her home. Um, and I remember I broke my leg when I was a kid and she had to stay at home. Doing what stupid thing did you break your leg? <laughs> <laughs> so I jumped off a second story in Chancletas thinking I was Spider-Man. I was Spider-Man or something. Obviously. And I was like, I could do it. And I jumped off and I yeah, I, I broke my it's like the bones that connect your toes and like your foot, like oh, all that's just great. Like, shattered. Oh, that's um, awesome. So she had to work, she had to work from home and um she ended up being let go from the salon and i felt like i was like damn that's my fault oh wow because she had to be home but yeah and she just she makes it happen she makes it happen for sure she's like you kick me out of there i'll i'll do it from home that's fine i'll bring yeah, all my yeah. people over here yeah it so sounds she, like she makes it, it happen like for sure your dad seemed to, to want to stay connected to you guys yeah yeah so he's yes yeah, so he's he's helped me a lot like whenever these pop-ups happens like He's like, oh yeah, go ahead, carro, so get it. He doesn't care. He's like, just take my truck, take my truck, take my truck. So he's been a big help. He he definitely wants to be involved now a lot. Um, you know, he'd catch up on on time that was missed, you know. Um, I was four months old when he was uh when he was locked up. I was four months old. Um he was released like I wanna say in 2013, 2016. Um like four years ago, no, like five years ago or so. And, and yeah, no, just catching up on, on old time. You know, he was there when I told my car recently, he was the first one there and he's like, Oh, like, taking advantage. I don't see him often. Cause he's on the road. He drives trucks, driving, oh, wow. he drives haul, delivers like, flowers and stuff. Yeah. From like, he's out the whole week from Monday to Friday, driving to New York. So that like little moment, he's like, Oh, pa donde vamos? Aquí, pa acá. so it took him to, we had some beers at union and we went to Mofongo's. And yeah, he's just seeing everything. It's like, imagine just like opening your eyes for the first time, like you're born, but you're not a child, right? You're a grown adult and you're born into this world where you have like knowledge of things. And, and yes, yeah, it's, 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 it's an interesting thing to see because it's, it's, I mean, it's special because you see his face light up seeing these things that he hasn't been able to experience for the past, for those 27 years, you know? That, that's exciting because I think like, even, even in the course of your life, like my dad, who was, you know, who's, who was killed a couple of years ago, um, we, throughout our life, we remade our relationship, you know, like my relationship with my dad was one thing when I was five, it was a different thing when I was 15. 
you know, when I graduated from college, it was different again. You know, we saw each other differently. When I had my first kids, when I was a dad for the first time myself, it changed again. So I yeah. feel like you always have these opportunities to, you know, people that you love that are in your life to reconnect with them and to make, um, to make new memories with them, you know? And, absolutely. And, and, no, yeah, ab- absolutely. And that's what I think is like, and this, it all ties in. And again, I get chills just like even starting to like talk about it, but it's conversations like these that I feel like mean the most, because again, it's, I feel like there's a lack of, of being able to be vulnerable and being accepted by being vulnerable. Um, you know, you're criticized or judged if you're vulnerable or, uh, I think these are conversations like the one we're having right now, where it's things that, you know, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's, 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 we should like normalize being vulnerable and having these conversations. So the fact that we can even have this conversation right now where we can both be vulnerable with each other and be vulnerable on a public format where people are listening, um, I think is extremely, you know, I'm a, I'd like to think that I'm a big advocate for, for mental health. I have a very close relative. I have my brother who suffers through, through mental health issues. Um, so again, that goes back to not being easy on my mom. Um, so hence why I'm wearing the shirt. You know, it's we try to and got this on me. Uh, we try to just be vulnerable. It's OK to be vulnerable. Uh, the fight for mental health and being able to talk and being vulnerable. Can't stress that enough is extremely important. And, and it's special to have that conversation right now in a, in a public format where we can just normalize that. Like, let's work towards normalizing that, you know, and I hope that with the exposure through the brand, through Panolos, I can gain, gain a platform where I can spread the message for mental health awareness. Uh, which will be active next month doing a bunch of things for mental health awareness. So I can get to the point where I have a bigger stage to really talk about these issues. And I'm glad it led up to that, what we're talking about now, you know, where we can all be vulnerable together and, and it's okay, you know. And, and That's I think- really interesting for a, a, a Miami, a Miami brewery kitchen bro to, yeah. to, to approach us with that kind of a, like, you know, with, with that kind of an attitude, I wouldn't have expected someone who, who deals with Miami kitchens and cooking and, and, and in yeah. the restaurant industry to be concerned with mental health issues. Cause it seems yeah. like, it seems like a real, a real boys club, you know? And it seems like in, when you get in boys clubs, you tend to not focus on like, you know, well being and like your, your yeah. mental health and stuff like that. No, I think it's a, yeah, it's a super important, especially, you know, for Hispanic males, you know, we grew up like, Oy, no sea flojo, or, ah, you know, like it's just a culture. So I think it's important again to just, it, normalizing those talks and being vulnerable and, and talking about it. So we're that, so it's no, again, normalizing all of it, you know? So I know we did events last year. I did an event at Tripping Animals. We did an event at Union. Um, again, it was like a panel, a mental health panel. We're going to be super active. I know next, uh, next month I'm doing a walk, like a walk with Panolos. I have a Panolos team and we're going to doing, be doing a walk. Um, and yeah, like you said, in that industry, it's, it's very tough, um, but it's something that goes on on the daily. You know, it's, it's, it's an unfortunate uh, scenario with that industry. And, and yeah, I think it's important to normalize that in that industry. So, so again, I want to use that platform to be able to open the awareness in that industry and go to different breweries and do different talks or whatnot. Yeah, I think, I think, and I hope that we're past the point where, you know, where a man is expected to be like John Wayne all the time where you don't have feelings and you get shot, you know, and you get back up and you're like, I'm fine. Nothing hurts. (laughs) Nothing. I feel nothing. I love nothing. You know, I, I, I find that, I find that, that version of, of masculinity, masculinity, boring, boring and and two dimensional. Yeah. And it's something I feel like, especially like with my antics or personality, I guess it's so like out there. Right. But, uh, but like a lot of people don't see it, that that's very exhausting. Like it's very exhausting mentally, you know, to like being able to like do that all the time. There's times I just want to like after like one of those long like beer week 
like events and you're just all out personality, personality, personality. You're just uh, like drained mentally. And yeah, there's times that you just want to like, all right, like leave me alone. I don't want to talk to anybody for like a day or two. Um, and yeah, it's, it's being able to, like, that's like a constant battle. I feel like I have personally sometimes. Um, so just finding that balance of being able to, to like keep an even keel, you know? Well, I, I think that, that you're being a good advocate for it. I think I've also noticed you always, you'll dye a piece of your hair, usually sometimes in like, yeah. like green, green and yellow, green. which are like some of the colors of, of green. Yeah. Uh, green. So yeah, my, my hair is green. I was actually supposed to get it all oh, the whole back piece green yesterday, but I wasn't able to make that happen. Uh, yeah. Green, the green shirt. I'm always wearing green socks, green shoes, neon green, neon green all the way. <laughs> I mean, I, I used a, a little green streak in my hair when I, when I, that was great. Up, when I dressed up like Panolo for Halloween. That was great. Is there any way to, can we put that up here somehow? <laughs> I, God, I wish, I, I don't know if Pierre can find that. I tweeted that photo. If, if, if not, you can, if you go to my Twitter, you'll see, I tweeted Actually, the photo. Let's do this. Let's do this. Hold on. I'm right. going to well, find it right Well, you do that. I'll explain <laughs> it because like, I, I am too old to dress up for Halloween. I am 47. Um, but, but, uh, I always thought like, I, I like going to the bar on Halloween. I think it's great. So I'll dress up just yeah. for the people at the bar. And, uh, and I was like, what, what am I going to dress up as? So yeah, there, there you go. Yeah. That's me. The glare, the glare, the glare, nice. the glare there the we glare. go. That's it. So I put on my, <laughs> I put on a Bonolo shirt. I dyed some, I uh, with some, some of my kids' paints and my kids' acrylic paint. I, I dyed of a piece of a wig. I tucked it under my backwards, a backwards hat, and I was Panolo for Halloween. You, you so. definitely won. You won Halloween for sure. I was Miami. like, like ten people got that joke, but to those ten people, say, oh, you made it was the greatest day. thing ever. You but everybody made. else was like, "Who are you?" And it didn't yeah. matter. We went to like a beer event, and there were like, I don't know, 30, 30 40 people there, and those yeah. people got it. Those everybody people, got it. Everybody those got people it. got it. They got everybody joke. got it for sure. It was, yeah, I think it was that box sale. They're for their closing. It was their last day open, I think. And that was it. Box sale oh. last day. And, oh yeah, yeah, it was great. Oh yeah, well, before we let you go. Yeah, because you have been great. Um, <laughs> we got we got to make you play Kiss Mary Kill. You know, we ask every guest to to play Kiss Mary Kill with three of the things that they love. So okay. three of the three foods that they love. Uh oh. So you got a Kiss Mary Kill. Mary's coin laundry. Pan oh no, no. <laughs> el rey de la frita frita. Oh man, why are you and doing this? Cazola's pizza. <laughs> All right, so. Kiss Mary it, w- it would have been very tough if you would have thrown a Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich in Damn, there. I should, oh, I should. We should have done that, Carlos. No, you know what? Change it. Man. No. Chicken sandwich. That's right. it. Chicken yeah. sandwich. Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich, Rey de la Frita, and a Mary's Coin Laundry pan con bistec. This is Let's so have hard. It. I, hope, I hope El Rey de la Frita is not listening right now, but I'm going to have to kill them. Wow. Oh, no. I'm have to kill them. Killing yeah. the king. But I love it so much. I love it so much. I know um, you do. Oh, this is going to be tough. All who right. do you kiss? Who do you marry? Who are you staying with? I think. Can you eat pine cone beef steak every day? You did say that that was your deserted oh. island. Oh, but it's both we of got them. both of them now. <laughs> it's both of them. Um, all right. I think I'm going to. I think I'm going to. I think it's only right. Right. I'm going to wait. I'm going to kiss and make love to the Wendy Spicy Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a food. Like that's like, yeah, it's like every now and then it feels good. But you can't have Wendy's and fast food for the rest of your life. But then pan con bistec, that's 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 bae. nutrition. That's, that's nutrition that's, right yeah, there. That's, you get all your food groups. You get your veggies in there. You got your yep. little salty. You get your bread. You got your bistec. So I'm marrying the love of my life, which is pan con bistec. <laughs> that makes sense. I think that makes sense, Carlos. 
On that note, I don't think we can beat that. Oh, oh there's, there's, the photo. Oh, there's the photo. Oh, no. Yes, yes. This is so insider baseball. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> Again, 10 people get that joke. 10 people get it. it. You're yeah, all welcome. But, they got in, they but for all them, like, it's super funny. Yeah, to, use a wrestling term, to use a wrestling term, everybody popped. When he when he say off their seats when he, he walked in and the people got it they popped for sure like oh my god no way <laughs> and they wanted to take a picture with Carlos or Panolos better said <laughs> I know I'm sure there's pictures out there with uh, with two Panolos yeah 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 for sure <laughs> hey man That's thanks awesome. so much bro for no making thank time you guys thank and you talking guys with us and uh, and I and I'm excited for whatever whatever creative thing you do next you know whatever that thank is you. whether it's videos or food or beer or yeah. whatever definitely. whatever you have coming down the pipe yeah definitely in the meantime goals. he's gonna do some laps around the block because he just had like two a bunch of coffee col- yeah. <laughs> just Look, had a bunch a, of coffee there's a bunch left in here but no no colada going to waste <laughs> never <laughs> baby. thank you no thank you guys for having me and uh more importantly thank you for being able to have a platform where we can talk and be vulnerable and intimate together where we can hopefully bring that awareness that's important for all of us you know amen brother for sure oh, yeah. thank you guys take you care got it. Dale, guys. Have a good Peace one. Peace out, bro. Dale, y nos vemos. Qué rico, no, man. Qué rico, qué rico está pasando, Oye, qué bueno, qué bueno estaba el podcast, man. <laughs> Eso es lo que está WhatsApp. Eso es lo que está WhatsApp. Ya tú sabes. Dale. <laughs> Cafecito drop. <laughs> Dale, guys. Thank you. Peace, bro. Oh, my God. He's a great guy. He's a Yo, great guy. And he's got, he he's, he's got a good heart. And, and he's funny. And, he, and ultimately, he... Makes something really cool, really great. He's probably the most Miami person we've had on this podcast. Yeah, I enjoy the very Miaminess of yeah, of all of like the that. Miami. I Him felt and, it. And uh, and and uh, Lack Alex Lackamore, you know, who who really brings the Kendall. He brings the Miami. Yeah, you know, I appreciate it. Amy, that feels like a show. Yep. So we're gonna we're gonna have folks kind of check back on that on that dumb best new restaurants poll. Um, it's amazing come on everybody just vote for your favorite new restaurant based on the list that we have provided that was from submissions that you provided and okay. keep your and keep your eye on Panolo keep your eye on Miami Beer Week uh, because it sounds like uh, they have some interesting things planned for sure alrighty until next, next week. week bye deuces deuces